All right, most of you guys are familiar with the upcoming April solar eclipse. They're calling this thing the Great American Eclipse. Uh, most of you, again, are aware of this, but I want to show you some stuff today, some new insight into this coming eclipse. Let's talk about it today. The following program is brought to you by friends and partners of End Time Headlines. All right, what's going on, everybody? It is Tuesday, February 20th. Uh, We want to welcome everybody to the broadcast, all of you guys that are watching by YouTube, by Rumble, and of course, everyone out there in podcast land on Apple or Spotify. Again, this is End Time Headlines news and headlines from a prophetic perspective. I am your host. Ricky Scaparo, the founder and the voice of End Time Headlines. And listen, do me a favor if you're new and this is your first time joining us, being a part of the broadcast, let us know in the comment section if you're able to, that you are new and where you guys are joining us from. We would love to hear from you. Secondly, also, would you do me a favor and hit that like button, hit that share button, that push notification, uh, that bell button that you see right there. Uh, whether it's on Rumble, on YouTube, whatever the case. If you're listening by Apple or Spotify, guys, please share our content. Get it out there because it helps push out the content so other people can see it. I want to, again, let everybody know we do have a free app. It's available on both Apple and Android stores and devices. You can get it today. Again, it's absolutely free for you. Just download it today from your Play Store, whatever that looks like for you. Hit yes to push notifications. And you say, well, Brother Ricky, why do I need this app? Why do I need to do this? Because again, social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of these platforms are consistently shadow banning, censoring, um, removing, uh, demonetizing. They're all, they're, they're making it where it's getting more and more difficult to get content out. It's not just our content, but it's all Christian developers, podcasters, influencers, uh, pastors, it doesn't matter who who's out there, who's doing it, what genre they fall in. If what you have to say rubs them the wrong way, it doesn't fit the narrative, it offends the algorithms, it's flagged, whatever the, con- or the, the case is, again, it will suppress it and you will not see it. So this is why I'm telling you, get the app, get it today, download it, it's free, and this is the way... You, you guys will not miss any of our content. Hit yes to push notifications and you're going to be good to go. So on April the 8th, we're only a couple months away for this second historic solar eclipse called the Great American Eclipse. Um, this eclipse will has, is coming seven years prior to the last time this came through and of course everybody knows this by now if you're not what cave have you been in it will form an x across america with the center point right over um a, a, an interesting location where the new madrid fault line lays in america also another place called little egypt but everybody knows this and and let me point this out it also f- coincides with uh, right in the same, same time frame as the Feast of Passover on the Hebrew calendar. I believe that's very significant. Um, it also coincides 
with other historic events, and we're not going to rehash all this. I want to, again, I want to implore you to go back and listen to our podcast on these. When we've done these, we've done uh, consecutive updates on this. Even from the first one we did, uh, we gave you information, and then we'd come back like a month or two later, and there was more information that would come out, and we'd give that, and then a couple months later. So, you know, I want to encourage you to put all that together, and and you start seeing the big picture of all this that it, it's almost um, impossible to not think that this is a harbinger. This is a sign. Now, it's okay. Listen, people get a little uncomfortable when you use these terms like harbingers and signs and omens. But I want to remind you that right here in your Bible, in Luke chapter 21, Jesus himself used that term. In verse 25 of Luke 21, he said, and there will be signs, plural tense. Look at it, guys, right here. You guys that are listening by Apple or by Spotify, I'm in Luke 21, 25. He said, there will be signs, plural tense, in the sun, the moon, and in the stars. Now, again, the reason why many of you guys get a little uncomfortable about this is because you will get some ignorant Christian And again, the word ignorant, guys, means unlearned, uneducated. They will come along and they will hear teaching like this. They'll hear a podcast like this and they'll they'll um, they'll blast us and they'll call us alarmists and, you know, and fear mongers and that we're we're delving into astrology. And again, that is far from the truth. In in fact, astrology is the worship of the constellations, which we're not advocating at all, nor do we do or practice it. We're not advocating people to look at their horoscope. But the practice of astronomy and understanding the constellations and the the planets and everything out there. Listen, guys, this is not something new. This goes all the way back. excuse me, all the way back to the book of Genesis in the very beginning. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 14, God himself said, when he was creating the heavens and the earth, he said, and then God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night. Look what he says here. And let them be for signs and seasons. Now, I want you to take that right there. Take this podcast. When you find your buddy, the person in your church, the person on YouTube, whatever, that want to laugh and blast and condemn and ridicule and mock and scoff, I want you to show them this, that this is in the Bible, friend, that God put these luminaries in the heavens, not just for the division of the day and night, but he said, let them be for signs and seasons. Now, you, you guys have heard us explain this before. When Moses wrote this, this was in Hebrew. In Genesis chapter, in, in, this, in the book of Genesis here, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 14, this was written in Hebrew, in the Hebrew language. And there's, again, these were the word signs and seasons here. The word sign 
is oath, O-W-T-H, oath in Hebrew. And it means a signal, a flag, a beacon, a monument, an omen, evidence, or prodigy. And the word seasons here is modim, where we, where we derive the words festivals or appointed times. So God himself gave the revelation to Moses who wrote this, that when you see these things in the heavens, that these are not, again, just uh, luminaries to bring forth light on the earth and to give us light, but when certain events transpire in heaven regarding the sun, moon, and stars, when they fall like solar eclipses, comets, asteroids, solar flares, when these events happen and it gets the attention of the world and they fall on specific feast days on the Hebrew calendar, they fall in certain cyclical patterns and certain events. Again, God is saying that these are a omen, a beacon, evidence, a harbinger, and they are done at appointed times. Now, you may say, well, why, Brother Ricky, would he do that? Is again, he, what did he say? What did Jesus tell uh, Luke when Luke wrote the gospel of Luke chapter 21? Let's go back to it. He tells him, remember, what is the context of this? Context is everything. Lord, what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? And he tells them there will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars. There will be signs. But the sad thing is, guys, the world is not going to recognize this. They're not paying attention to this. Now, the astrologers... And the New Agers, they pay attention to this, and they get a whole other meaning of this stuff that's completely unbiblical. Again, that's that's they, their whole foundation of horoscopes and all that nonsense is based on astrology, not astronomy. But the wise men, remember when Jesus was born? How did the wise men know where to find Yeshua when he was an infant, when he was born in Bethlehem. How did they know exactly the location where to find him? They didn't have Google Maps. They didn't have Wave. Come on, somebody. Waze or Wave or whatever it's called. I think it's called Waze. They didn't have these apps. They saw a sign in the heavens that appeared where the Messiah was born and these wise men who had understanding and discernment and was able to discern the signs in the heavens knew that this, come on, was a beacon, a monument, a harbinger. It was, it was information that was signaling from the heavens that something has just taken place and it's historic, it's monumental, and it's something that you need to come and see. And they knew to follow, the, come on, the, they knew to follow that star that appeared. And when they got to the end of that star, and where that star was located, there was the Messiah. So having said that, here we are two months out, and we are on the precipice of 
another historical eclipse. Now, again, to the world, it's just an eclipse. They have no understanding of this. And I'm going to tell you something. Most Christians, they have no understanding of this because they're not taught this. Their pulpits are silent. Their pastors are silent. They have no watchmen in their churches. And if they do, they're laughed to scorn, they're ridiculed, and they're driven out. This is why many of you guys come here and you're a part of our ministry because we're unashamedly telling you the times and the seasons in which we're in. And listen, I'll take the, 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 the ridicule, the mocking, the scoffing. It's nothing new to me. I've, this ministry has been going for 14 years. You don't think I've had my share of emails and messages and hate mail and, you know, and, and the list goes on and on and on. I've got a special file for that. It's called a paper shredder. And we just put it right in there. Next. So listen, it doesn't intimidate me. You can send me all your your nasty emails and your hate messages and all this stuff and condemning me and saying this and that and this. I'm still going to preach it. I'm still going to teach it. I'm still going to warn the people. Now, having said that, I want to take you back to an event in the past, an historical event that's been documented. And I believe, as Solomon said, that which was is that which shall be. For there is no new thing under the sun. And you've heard me say it. If you want to know, if you want to get a sneak peek and a preview or a trailer of upcoming events that God's going to do in the earth, all you got to do is take a trip in the past, go historically back into the, the recorded events of the past. And these are these things that has taken place literally many times will repeat themselves cyclically to another generation. So when we go all the way back to the time of Nineveh in the Bible and Jonah, you guys are listening by Apple and Spotify. Turn with me to the book of Jonah chapter three. I'm going to pull this up on the screen here. Jonah chapter three. Again, reading from the new King James. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time saying, arise and go to Nineveh. The first time the Lord spoke to Jonah to go to Nineveh, he uh, he rebelled against it. He refused to obey the word of the Lord. We know the story. It didn't end well for Jonah. He was thrown out of a boat. He went into the ocean. He was swallowed up by a whale. He literally died, went to the gates of hell. God raised him from the dead. The whale spit him out up on the beach. And then God said, hey, are you ready to go to Nineveh now? So here we are. This is where we're at. Jonah 3. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time saying, Arise and go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach to it the message that I tell you. So your Bible says that Jonah rose and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was it was an exceedingly great city. It was a three-day journey in extent, and Jonah began to enter the city on the first day's walk. Listen, listen to me and listen to me very carefully right here. And then he cried out and said, Yet forty days... And Nineveh shall be overthrown or destroyed. It shall be judged. The judgment of God was already preset. It was already scheduled. And Nineveh says, you have 40 days to this day. And your city is going to be overthrown and judged as was the cities of the plains of Sodom and Gomorrah. Remember that? That's historical too. 
Now, it is of my opinion, after much study of this, that the time frame that this took place in on the Hebrew calendar was the season of Teshuvah. Now, Teshuvah is a 40-day, 40-night period called a season or a time of repentance. The, the word Teshuvah means to turn back to, or to, it literally means to repent. So it's not a coincidence that Jonah showed up there and told them they had 40 days. Even the number 40, guys, is significant. 40 is the number of testing. The children of Israel wandered through the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. Jesus was tempted of the devil for 40 days and 40 nights. So 40 is the number of testing and trial. And again, I believe it, this is significant. When you see this in the Bible, I believe, and I'm not alone in this. Other individuals have comment. I've read commentaries on this, and they believe this was during the season of Teshuvah. And this is why, watch this, you saw the results that you did. Let me go back here. So Nineveh, or excuse me, Jonah says this, warns this. So in verse 5 of Jonah 3, so the people of Nineveh believed God, proclaimed a fast, and put on sackcloth from the greatest to the least of them. The word went back to the king of Nineveh. He rose, he lay, he rose from his throne, laid aside his robe, covered himself with sackcloth. He sat in ashes and he, and he caused it to be proclaimed throughout and published throughout Nineveh. That's a written decree that a, and you can read on here. He called for a time of fasting and repentance. And because of this, your Bible says in verse 10, God saw this and turned from their evil way. God relented from the disaster that he had said he was going to bring upon them, and he did not. In other words, come on, he it was already preset, but he canceled the, the day of judgment that was that was already going to be taking place in 40 days and 40 nights from there. But because of the reaction and the response of the people, he relented from judging them and it brought a reprieve. Now, later on, Nineveh ended up getting destroyed, but they received a reprieve because, come on, Second Chronicles 7, 14, if my people that are called by my name, so humble themselves in prayer and turn from their sins and their wicked ways. Then shall I hear from heaven and heal their land. And this is exactly what you saw play out here. But I come by to tell you today that it wasn't just because Nineveh showed up and told them to repent and fast and, and turn from their wicked ways. It wasn't just because it was Teshuvah. There was other events historically that had transpired leading up to the prophet showing up on the shore of Nineveh that I believe the combination of all these things, the, the fact that it was during Teshuvah, the fact that, um, that the prophet showed up, and I believe the word came around. I believe word got around that this guy died. He was he went into the ocean. He perished, went to the gates of hell, and was resurrected from the dead. And now he's standing here bringing us a word from the Lord, telling us to turn from our sins and wicked ways, lest we fall into the same condemnation as the cities of the plains, as, as Jericho and the cities before us. So what we have to do is we have to dig in. Now, this is why you're going to, for you guys that love the meat of the word, you're going to enjoy this. You, we have to dig a little bit deeper. And I know some of y'all is like, well, I want to see the new insight. Well, we're going to get there. 
But I gotta, I'm going to develop this message and get all this out here. We got to go into some deeper insight on why Jonah was sent to Nineveh to begin with. Why was it such uh, so wicked that it was going to be judged? What was the sins of Nineveh? Well, when you go to the book of Nahum, chapter 3, it tells you. Let's pull this up. Let me show you. Look what it says here. Look, what, look at the title up here at the bottom, or the subtitle, The Woe of Nineveh. Woe to the bloody city. I'm going to highlight some stuff here, guys, because we're, we're, we're going to talk about this. Woe to the bloody city. It is full of lies and robbery. Oh, come on. Its victim never departs. The noise of a whip, the noise of rattling wheels, of galloping horses, of, of, of clattering chariots. It's a, come on, it's busy. It's full of noise. It's full of congestion. Horsemen charged with bright sword and glittering spear. There's a multitude of slain, a great number of bodies, countless corpses. They stumble over the corpses. Why? Because of the multitude of harlotries of the seductive harlot, the mistress of sorceries. All this is going to be important because I know where I'm going with this. Who sells nations through her harlotries and families through her sorceries. Behold, I'm against you, says the Lord of hosts. I will lift your skirts over your face and will show the nations your nakedness and the kingdoms your shame. I will cast abominable filth upon you, make you vile and make you a spectacle. Verse seven, it shall come to pass that all who look upon you will flee from you and say Nineveh is laid waste. Who will who will basically who will weep for her? Where shall I seek comforters for you? Wow. Now let's go back here. Why? Because look at these. Look at the indictment against Nineveh. It was a bloody city. It was known for bloodshed. It was full of lies and robbery. It had a multitude of harlotries and they were worshiping a seductive harlot. They were committing sorceries and they were enticing other nations to partake of these sins and abomination. Now, guys, I implore you to go back and listen to yesterday's podcast. If you're new to the program, you got to get in our archives and you got to go back and listen to yesterday. I talked about, is it possible? Now we got blasted in the comment by a couple of people. It was like, oh, you need to study more. You know, listen, I am not dogmatic to the point where I'm going to emphatically say that mystery Babylon absolutely has to be Rome. I am open to the persuasion that what if, and this is the hypothesis that I painted yesterday in our program. What if we're all, what if those who hold to this theory, what if they're wrong and mystery Babylon in reality is actually America. And that's why America is not mentioned in Bible prophecy. And they're absent when you get over there into Ezekiel 38, 39, which is Gog and Magog. What if America is this mystery Babylon that is destroyed from one within one hour. And when you go over there and read this again, I think it's in revelation 17, 18, the indictment against this mystery Babylon it, is it's spreading its harlotries. 
its sorceries and its abominations and its bloodshed that it committed and it's spreading this throughout the nations of the world. And God sees this and he brings judgment in one hour's time. And the Bible says that all the merchants and all the people in the nations will stand afar off because of the smoke that arises from what from the great city of Babylon that once stood. Some have speculated that this is New York City where the Statue of Liberty lies. I do you again, I find it staggering that here, historically speaking, was a city called Nineveh that had an indictment against it because it was known for its bloodshed. Look at this article from this is from the Christian Post. This was posted the at the uh, last month. Quote, abortion was the leading cause of death worldwide in 2023. And when you read on down this article, it gives you a staggering number of more than 44.6 million abortions. Abortions were performed worldwide last year in 2023. Let me say that again. 44.6 million abortions in 2023. Here's another article. This is this is an actual These are polls. Number of abortions in the U.S. likely to be higher last year than in 2020. In the first 10 months of 2023, there was an estimated 878,000 abortions in the formal U.S. healthcare system. Again, nearly 1 million abortions in the U.S. alone. We go back to so Nahum, or excuse me, so uh, Nineveh. Nineveh had bl- uh, bloodshed on its hands. It was a city that was full of lies and robbery. Do you realize the theft and robbery in America is completely out of control? Do you realize that as the the recording of this podcast, how many retail centers, grocery chains? Mom and pop stores have been forced to shut their doors because of the the massive increase in robberies and thefts in America. And they're saying there's nothing they could do about it. And a lot of this is because of stupid legislations that are passed from certain parties in America. Then Nineveh was known for their idol worship. In fact, this early city of Nineveh was one of the oldest and greatest cities. It, uh, the area was settled as early as 6,000 BC and by 3000 had become an important religious center for the worship of the goddess Ishtar, where we derive the term Easter from. Hello. Do I got your attention? The early city was constructed on a fault line. Wow. You've got, you can't make this up, guys, and consequently suffered damage from a number of earthquakes. One such event destroyed the first temple of Ishtar, which was then rebuilt in 2260 B.C. Gee, I wonder why they had so many earthquakes that kept toppling them. Could it be because of the shedding of innocent blood and idol worship? I don't know. Maybe we should go read the book of Jeremiah. Maybe we should read the book of Isaiah. Maybe we should read the book of Nahum. And by the way, can I just throw this out? I don't really, it doesn't really matter if you say no or not. I'm going to anyway, but I'm just saying, did you know that when we get into the tribulation, we're not there yet, but when we get all the way out here into the book of Revelation, 
and we start seeing this thing unfolding like John saw. Look what he says here in Revelation 9. You guys are listening by Apple or Spotify. I'm in Revelation 9, verses 20 through 21. Look at this. But the rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues did not repent of their works of their hands that they should not worship demons and idols of gold, silver, brass, stone, and wood, which neither can see nor hear nor walk. Look at verse 21. And they did not repent of their murders, hello, shedding of innocent blood, or their sorceries. Somebody say sorceries or their sexual immorality or their thefts. Wow. It's all there, guys. Every bit of it there. The worship of idolatry, the shedding of innocent blood, sexual immorality and thefts. Now, again, that word sorceries there is pharmakia. They were uh, who in the future, John saw a generation that would be alive in the earth during the tribulation that would be entangled, enslaved, and in bondage to pharmaceutical drugs, opioids, cocaine, heroin, LSD, marijuana, THC, all of the above. All of these hallucinogenic drugs that alter your thinking, alter your reasoning, alter your mindset. It opens the doors for demons. Get mad at Brother Ricky and unfollow us. I don't really care. But I'm going to tell you this. For you guys that are willing and, and, and humble and, 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 and willing to learn, please shut the door to all that stuff because you're opening a, a, you're laying a welcome mat right down for demons to come right into your home. So I, now, this was a 30-minute foundation. Now, for the next 30 minutes, I can shift and show you these articles and this new insight I want to show you. So don't miss this, okay? Let me give you one last thing. I don't want to miss this. This is a huge one. I almost forgot this. So here you have Nineveh. I've given you a synopsis of what this is. I've given you the, the indictment against Nineveh. I've shown you what, was the, what, the, what they were guilty and charged by, why judgment was set against them, why God r- rose up the prophet. The time frame in which it probably happened was during Teshuvah. But let me show you something else. According to historical research about Nineveh in that time frame, there were three things that transpired before the prophet showed up on the shores of Nineveh. And this is likely why they paid attention and they didn't ignore and reject the prophet. Ready for this? First, there was a plague. Second, there was civil war. And third, there was an eclipse. Uh, I've got to say it again. There was a plague. There was a civil war. And there was an eclipse. So when you've got a plague, a civil war, and an eclipse, and then the prophet shows up and says, hey, the God of heaven has sent me to tell you after he raised me from the dead, because I didn't want to come and speak to you because I know how wicked you are and that you would have probably stoned me or rejected me. But because there's been a plague, There's been a civil war. There's been a omen, a harbinger in the heavens that you guys understand and have discernment and know because of your background of what this means. 
Now they're open to hear what the word of the Lord is and what the prophet has to say. Now, isn't this interesting that here we are in America, in the West, and we've been, we, we just came out of a, what we could call a plague, the pandemic. We are on the precipice of a civil war. And here we have yet another solar eclipse that is going to form an X over the center point of America on a major fault line. Hello. That has a history of producing catastrophic earthquakes. I want to give credit to Michael Snyder because he posted this. Look at this. This is the headline on April 8th. The great American eclipse of 2024 will cross over seven, not five, not three, not four, seven. Are you serious? Seven, the number of completion. It will cross over seven U.S. locations named Nineveh. What? Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Are you telling me that this solar eclipse is happening exactly seven years after the first one, and it's going to cross seven states which have Nineveh in their cities. No way. Yes way. Let's talk about it. Look, check this out. Quote, it was also known as the seven Salem eclipse because the path of the eclipse crossed over seven U.S. locations named Salem. Now, again, this was back on August 21st, 2017, the first, first great American eclipse made headlines all over the nation. It, it was also known as the seven Salem eclipse because the path of that eclipse crossed over seven U.S. locations named Salem. Now, here they are. Salem, Oregon, Salem, Idaho, Salem, Wyoming, Salem, Nebraska, Salem, Missouri, Salem, Kentucky, and Salem, South Carolina. These are the seven locations. Salem is short for Jerusalem. And this is why so many early Americans chose that name for their communities. Wow. Now, the second great American eclipse is upon us and the path of this eclipse will cross over yet again seven u.s locations but this time of all the names it's going to be nineveh guys i have got chills i'm just going to say this real quick and i'll get right back to this but if you feel what i if you can feel what i feel in this in my studio right now i have chills going from the crown of my head to the very soles of my feet of all the names that he could have that that this thing could have come over through a trajectory of Nineveh really that's why I had to tell you all that stuff I told you some of y'all like well get to the point I get you know people they tickle me because they get in here and they thought well you need to get to the point get straight to the point if I would have gotten straight to this if you would have missed the whole message today this is why this is so weighty and so important that you see this. Here is the seven locations in the U.S. for you guys who are listening by Apple and by Spotify. Nineveh, Texas. I didn't even know there was such a thing. Nineveh, Missouri. 
Nineveh, Indiana, Nineveh, Ohio, Nineveh, Pennsylvania, Nineveh, Virginia, and Nineveh, New York. The eclipse will also cross over location named Nineveh in the province of Nova Scotia in Canada. So why? So this is why you sometimes see a list of eight Ninevehs on social media and not seven. But I understand what Snyder's saying here because he wanted to he wanted to improvise U.S. locations. But if you throw Canada, there's eight. Now, come on, tell me that is not. You think it's oh? And by the way, let me just throw this out there. I'm just. I, I thought this was interesting. I said before that when I I remember when I did this podcast, probably oh gosh, what a month ago or so. And I talked about this and I talked about how there's a new movie being released in April. Now, originally it was going to be pushed out all the way to the end of April. It was going to be released. And this movie is called civil war. Come on guys. It's called civil war. Now here's what's interesting about this. So here I'm this, I'm taking it to Wikipedia. Look what it says here. Now they've changed the release date. Now Civil War is scheduled to be released theatrically on April 12th, 2024. Now, why is that interesting? Because now it's literally only four days following this eclipse that is going to make historical history. Only four days after this great American eclipse number two, seven years later, is going to be seen it's going to make it's going to be internationally known seven Ninevehs, all this and a, and a and a movie called civil war is coming out and they bumped up the date and it's literally within four days from this event happening now i want to show you one last thing before we close today I, this was an interesting piece about this too this was from wnd biblical expert and this will be mark Biltz believes that the solar eclipse will mark the quote, and I quote, the beginning of judgment upon America. Now, I'm going to read this today, but I'd have to disagree because I believe America's already, I believe judgment's already begun in America. So for him to say it marks the beginning of judgment, I believe America's already seen judgment. I think judgment's here already. It's happening. But I don't disagree with him on on the, pre, on the, uh, on what he's what he's trying to warn here and what he's saying here. Let me read let's read some of this. All right, let me read this. In the Bible, solar events are recorded as having a remarkable and sometimes supernatural significance. Control over the sun was demonstrated by God in the three day plague of darkness and is prophesied to be an essential part of the end times. The prophet Joel, and he's quoting from Joel chapter two, verse thirty one, predicted uh, the sun will be turned into darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. The prophet Amos makes a similar prediction, and he said, quote, And in that day, declares my God, I will make the sun set at noon, and I will darken the earth on a sunny day. So he's talking about a solar eclipse here. In giving rebuke to Hezekiah to inform him that he would die from his illness, the prophet Isaiah wrote in Isaiah 13, 9, quote, The stars and constellations of heaven shall not give off their light. The sun shall be dark when it rises, and the moon shall diffuse no glow. As, I, as, as Isaiah predicted, and as much later calculated by NASA on March the 5th in 702 B.C., the 16th year before Hezekiah's death, a prominent solar eclipse appeared over the Middle East. 
Its path crossed the Arabian Peninsula and the obstruction of the sun over Israel was more than 60%. He goes on to say that a similar darkness is described in the New Testament after the crucifixion of Jesus. You, you can find this in the Gospel of Mark chapter 15 verses 32 through 33 and also in Revelation 6, 12 it happens as well. He goes on to say that from a biblical point of view a solar eclipse is meant to be a sign from God. I agree. Uh, he again he cites Genesis one fourteen. We over, we've done that uh, earlier. Biltz, uh in his research discovered that a solar eclipse took place in nineteen forty eight. This was a significant year as this was the year that Israel declared itself as a nation. And then, and again it transpired in nineteen sixty seven when Israel emerged victorious from the Six Day War and unified Jerusalem. Also, another solar eclipse, listen to this, in, happened in 1492. This was the year the Jews were expelled from Spain and in Portugal. Remarkably, a partial solar eclipse appeared above both Rome and Jerusalem in 67 AD, which one year later, Nero uh, ended his own life in the year 70 and this was also the year the temple was destroyed by the Romans. And you guys remember the, uh, you remember the Titrad, which was the four blood moons in 2014 and 2015. This also coincided with the, uh, the Hebrew year Rosh Hashanah or Rosh Hashanah in September of that year. And it marked the beginning of a seven year Shemitah cycle. Bill said that, quote, this is not a random seven year cycle. He said on Rosh Hashanah in 2014 marked the beginning of the Hebrew year 5775. The Shemitah years all go back to creation. If you divide 5775 by 7, it's precisely 825. September 2014, or more accurately, the first of Teshrei, 5775 was the 825th Shemitah cycle since God created the world. Uh, Biltz believed that this this titrad was a sign of that would herald war for Israel. The Yom Kippur War in 73 was followed by four blood moons in 1968. And it happened on the very day of the beginning of the 50-year Jubilee cycle. In 2014, we had four blood moons which preceded the Hamas attack on October 7th. Whoa, stop. Rewind. In 2014... We had four blood moons which preceded the Hamas attack on October 7th, exactly one Shemitah cycle later. Now, Biltz goes on and he basically, I don't, I don't want to rehash some of the stuff I've already told you, but he, he, it's in agreement with what I've just told you and shared with you at the beginning of this broadcast with all the correlations with different things and different events in history and and, and, and what these celestial events mean from a biblical perspective or for the understanding of a watchman's perspective and those who understand the times and seasons which we're in. Here's the bottom line, folks. The bottom line is you can, you can take all this information, you can do what you want with it. But I, I don't believe, listen, I would be, uh, it would be very foolish for me knowing what I know of the word of God and history and seeing this event to completely sweep this under the rug, completely ignore all this stuff, call it all malarkey and hogwash and nonsense, or I could heed the warning. I don't want to be the, a, a people of like Jeremiah's day that were dull of hearing and hardened of heart. 
and they rejected the warnings of the Lord. And it was too late. I want to be prepared. I want to be ready. Listen, endtimeheadlines.org, endtimeheadlines.com. If you're watching, you're listening, you're listening to this and it's, it's shaking you up. Good. It should. Because listen, regardless of something that happens this year, or next year or tomorrow or today, listen, you need to get right with the Lord while it is still called today. Don't wait. Don't put off. Don't ignore this. Listen, if you're watching, you're listening, you don't know the Lord, you don't have a relationship with Christ. I pray that you would heed the, the, the come on, heed the spirit of God. He is, I pray. In fact, I'm going to pray for you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that the Holy Spirit would have his way in this broadcast. Everyone in everyone listening or watching or both live or by the rebroadcast of this. If this message is quickened them in any way, it has convict them. It is, it is enlightened them to the point where it is let them know and understand the significance and the severity of the times and seasons in which we're in and the need to prepare themselves and their household. Then I say, so be it. Holy spirit, have your way in this broadcast, draw the lost to salvation, the backslider, back to the arms of the prodigal father. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that Lord, people would heed the word of the Lord today. They would repent of their sins. They would return from this perverse and wicked generation, and they would put their faith and their trust in you, the one and only Lord and Savior. There's no other name given under heaven and to men in which we must be saved, but the name of Jesus. And and I pray this, and it's in his name I pray, amen and amen. Listen again, guys, endtimeheadlines.org, endtimeheadlines.com. Please bookmark our site. Guys, don't forget to hit that like button, hit that bell notification, share this broadcast, download our free app, hit yes to push notifications, go in the description of this video. You're going to see where it says download our free app. Click on the link, get it today so you can be aware of and be um, you can be uh, right on track of everything that we're putting out. You, you will not miss a single headline or podcast when you do this. And of course, guys, as always, if this ministry has been a blessing to you, it's, it's informed you, it's equipped you, uh, all of the above, we want you to pray about becoming a monthly partner. You can do that two different ways. It's easy to do. You can go to the main website. You can give electronically there. Or you can, if you have the app, just go to the bottom where it says donate, click there, and it'll it'll walk you through how to do that there. Or you can give by check or money order right there on the screen. You can make it out to End Time Headlines, P.O. Box 1391. That's going to be Monroe, Georgia, 30655. As always, guys, thank you so much for coming on to the broadcast tonight. Again, it is Tuesday, February 20th. We'll be off tomorrow, February 21st. We'll be back on Thursday, the 22nd, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. But I want to uh, let you know that we will be taking off Friday. We will not be here Friday, Saturday, or Sunday because I will actually be, uh, I'm going out of town. I'll be traveling, so I will not have, I won't be in my studio or anything like that. So again, we'll take off tomorrow. We'll be, we'll come right back here and be here Thursday night. And then we're going to be off Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And Lord willing, we'll be right back here Monday in the studio for another great week of podcasts and we'll kick that off so until then may the lord bless you may he keep you and may his countenance shine upon you we'll see you soon thank you for listening to the end time headlines podcast we pray that you've been blessed and equipped by today's message for more information about how you can help partner with our ministry please visit endtimeheadlines.org